With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. Oh. <laughs> and welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 352 of the big show of 2024. Here we are. How are you guys doing? Yeah, it seems, uh, I don't know why. It feels like it's been a while. Hope I tr- hope everybody had a good Christmas. Hope Santa was good to you. When was the last time that we did this? I had Alec on. I think it was on Christmas Eve, I think I recorded, wasn't it? Something like that. So yeah, it's been a minute. But um, yeah, guys, here we are in the uh, second day of 2024. Um, like I said, I hope everybody's Christmas went well, their New Year's. And uh, here we go. First episode of the new year. Boy, we got a... Got a real humdinger for you here today, boy. <laughs> um, no, I will say at the top of the show here, um, I, I just wanted to come on and record something, um, you know, fairly, fairly quick. Watch, I'll ramble for an hour. Um, well, technically, I wanted to actually do this um, on, on the 31st, so it would be out on the 1st, but... Um, Things did not go as planned. Um, I, I will say the last, well, everyone's, I'm assuming, most people listening, shouldn't say everyone, but most people listening, of course, the silly season is you're going here, there, and everywhere, and uh, not a lot of time for anything. So um, I certainly wasn't going to try to line a guest up or anything around Christmas or New Year's, because that's, you know, that's a no. <laughs> so... Uh, you're, you're kind of just, uh, you're stuck with me here to begin with, but, um, I do have some, some news about the show coming up here. Um, but basically I just, I just wanted to get something out. Um, I, I had a few questions actually asked me, asked of me the last few days and, uh, I wrote them down and I said, well, I will answer these on the air. Um, uh, and, uh, I got, oh, of course the all important hockey cards from Dollarama because of course, you know, I, you know, not can't go a week without going to Dollarama for something. Um, so we'll open those up and, uh, Oh, the world juniors. Oh, Canada law. Oh my goodness. Canada law. I'm surprised I'm even recording after Canada loses. I'm wearing black. Uh, the lights are all off. I might cry myself to sleep tonight. Oh, we'll talk that idiocy here in a second. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just talk about a few things. 
I'm looking at my notes here. It's, uh, yeah, it's 2.48, but I'm sitting, for some reason I'm sitting in the dark here. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll start with, as I always do. I mean, if it's a new year, but same story, right? Um, obviously I'm a member of the hockey, po- well, I'm still a member of the hockey podcast network, at least for now, I guess. Um, and, uh, I am on the original, there's a hundred shows in the network. Uh, I am on the original content creator side, along with Terry Ryan, uh, Tales with TR. He's always banging new episodes out. Of course, Jolt and Joe Lazito over there at the Coliseum Chronicles. Somebody get a hold of Joe. I don't know. After running into Sears, you, you notice after you ran into Sears in there a couple weeks back, no, haven't heard from him. I think Sears might just have had enough of Lazito. I, I don't know. I don't want, I'm not casting. You know, you know, I shouldn't say that. I, I don't want to say there's anything foul happening, but uh, I don't know. Somebody better <laughs> we better do a welfare check at Lazito here. I haven't heard from him. Um, but uh, Joel, Joe, uh, I know he's working on an episode. He's interviewed. A, he's interviewing a character, and you know Joe because it's got to be seventy-two parts, right? So it's you know when he interviews Joe's the only guy I know that interviews people, and it takes a four-week period to do the interview. So uh, I'm not going to say who it is, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I know you because as far as I know, this guy's never done an interview on a podcast. So I and he's a minor league legend. Uh, he'd he'd be on some people's Mount Rushmore. So. Um, and I'm a huge fan, so I'm, I'm again. I'm not going to say who it is, but uh, it'll be good. Um, also, Alec, my past guest here, my previous guest, is we did a state of the. You know, we always say they have the state of the union. Well, we did the state of the East Coast Hockey League, and uh, Alec came on and we talked at the quarter poll here. We talked about who's hot and who's not, and who to watch for, and what's happening. And so I suggest you tune tune into that. But Alec has five for fighting podcast. Um, I know he's got some things going on in his life where uh, he's, I'll tell you, he's always got something going on, you know, with the young kids, you know, they're at that age where it's, um, you know, they haven't, they're still, you know, you're still in that transition period, you know, you just got married, you're still trying to find job, like, you know, jobs or air quotes, careers and moving and setting things up. So shit's always going on. Um, you know, and you haven't, you haven't put down roots yet, I guess is what I'm saying. So, you know, in saying all that, it, um, you know, there's always something happening and, uh, you know, so he's, he's been a little, well, he's, I'm not saying, I'm not being mean when I'm saying this cause he says the same thing. We were talking about it on the episode. He's been obviously inconsistent with his episodes just due to the fact that life is getting in the way. Right. So, um, but he, again, he has a great back catalog. I noticed he's still fighting with the East coast league. Well, to, to subvert from that for a second. Yeah, Alec put up a video clip of the goalie fight that I don't know who the goalies were, but it was a goalie fight from the other night. And of course, the East Coast League puts a copyright strike on his YouTube channel. So he has to take it down. But like Alec pointed out, well, there's a number of channels that have that goalie fight up and they're still up. So it's like, oh, it's definitely become a personal thing between the East Coast League and Alec for sure. Um, I laugh, whoever the buffoon is that does the communications to the East Coast League on, on Twitter. Of course, you know, Alec has been asking, has asked him, and it wasn't like Alec was sitting there motherfucking him and everything else and swearing at him. He asked him a legit question. Why is my shit getting taken down and no one else's is? And, you know, and of course the guy won't ask him. In fact, the guy takes himself out of the conversation. He won't block Alec, but he takes himself out of the tweet. And it's like, oh, you gutless prick. Like you're, I laughed. So the communications guy for the East Coast League won't communicate. I'm like, 
I have never, well, just as a sport in general, but for a league, after watching what Alec has gone through, and I know the East Coast League has been kind of like this for a bunch of years, they're always like putting cogger, they're always, they're always doing this horse shit, and I mean, I, I don't know, is taking a hockey fight clip down from social media because that that's hurting your league or something like you know what I mean like you're so pe- shit the NHL doesn't even do that shit like and you talk about petty leagues and, and leagues that can't get out of their own way I've like I said with hockey I've never seen a sport that can't get out of its own way you just well and this is what happens when you get fucking nerds in positions like this like good job Hammerhand really bucking for that promotion. Oh you you got the goalie fight clip taken down off that fight five for fighting channel. Oh you're getting a raise here in the new year. Like you're such a nerd. Like why? Is this bothering anybody? Are the teams complaining about it or anything? Like no, god forbid we actually get promotion from your league. You clowns couldn't sell pussy on a troop train. I'm telling you now. Like, just, it's embarrassing. Like, oh, like, I wouldn't put you in charge of a lemonade stand, let alone a hockey league. Like, you do, like, these leagues just do not know. Like, pick your battles. That's that's what it comes down to. Like, oh, I get, oh, if you want to get legal. Well, in fact, like, copyright law. Like, oh, I get, yeah. Like, if you want to be nerds, okay. But in it, I'd love, like I said, with this clown, and I mean, I know Alec has, harped on this numerous times and he's asked the the dude the president commissioner these what just give me an answer why won't you let me put fight clips up that's it that's my question you never come back with anything though you're just too gutless to answer because it's so petty especially when there's other and i'm not going to start throwing out because i'm not going to snitch on anybody but it's not hard go find it it's not there are other channels out there putting up the fight clips. They're still up. And I know you guys know about them. But you don't do anything there. Like I said, it, I laugh because you're you're basically the, you know, like, this is the NHL and whatever. You're an affiliate of the NHL. While the main league isn't shutting down people's channels. So, but yet you are. AHL isn't. AHL never takes down anyone's clips, but here's the East Coast. Southern Pro doesn't, Federal League doesn't, but there's the East Coast League. Well, congratulations. There you go. Yeah, you're one out of the five North American leagues. I mean, the Junior Leagues don't. Junior A doesn't. The only league in North America that copyrights and takes down or gives any shit about fight clips is the East Coast Hockey League. So, congratulations. There you go. You know. Just embarrassing, and then and then like I said, then they don't have the nuts to actually come on social media and say to Alec to why. Like I said, he was respectful in his question to you. He asked both of you, the commissioner and this communications clown. What what is it then? What why can't I? When other when other team? Well, I'm just asking. And then what? Hey, if you just want to come back and say it's because we don't like you, just say that then. Like have some balls. Now. We got hide, take ourselves out of the conversation. Like just gutless. You're so gutless. And just and like I said, clueless. Like I said, how is this hurting your league whatsoever? Whatsoever. 
I just laughed that what the, what was the one the one uh, video it was last year or the year before that Alec had put up on his channel. I can't remember how many hundred it might have had a million might have had a million views. I'm not being I'm not exaggerating. I think it did. It had hundreds and hundreds of thousands anyway. And I just laughed because if you went to the actual East Coast League, it had more views than anything that the East Coast League had put up anywhere close to what they had put up. But again, is this a bad thing for your league? Like I, oh, like I said, these. Why would you say these leagues don't get it? Well, they're the only. I shouldn't say that. They're the only one. It's just embarrassing. Like, just get a clue. Like, holy. Like you got. I yeah. I mean, I would think as a league, you have greater things to worry about than, you know. Some joker down in North Carolina that that puts up the odd fight clip on a YouTube channel. Like, this is the war that you're going to fight. Oh, yeah. Nerds. Anyway, where was I? Oh, Alec, Five for Fighting Podcast. Check it out. Well, go to his YouTube channel now because, oh, I'm sure at some point, goddamn, the feds are going to kick his door down and shut the whole operation, you know? So you better get on it now. <laughs> Rip those clips, as the kids say. Oh, anyway, speaking of YouTube... Uh, fourth line voice on YouTube. I have over 2,000 videos on my channel. Go subscribe to the channel, please. Check it out. All, everything sorted. Whatever league you're looking for, type into the little search engine thing there. The little magnifying glass and boom, away you go. So, uh, if you happen to be watching a video on my channel or Alex's channel or whoever's channel and you enjoy it, hit the thumbs up. Like again, I, I always say that and I know it sounds corny as shit, but YouTube loves it. It helps us out in the algorithms and subscribe and all that stuff because that's how the channels grow and all that stuff. And whatever podcast you're listening to, mine, Alec, Joe's, whoever, when you're on iTunes or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening to it, there's that star rating at the top. Could you rate the show, please? Because, again, it helps us out in the algorithms. And uh, download, don't stream. That's how we get paid. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's my PSA. I know it's, hey, it's, I know it's the new year and you kind of figured, oh, maybe in the new year you won't start. No, I'm always going to say that because constant reminders, I'm telling you. Well, I was going to say, somebody told me one time, oh, why do you say that all the time? I was going to say, well, I've done 300, what, what did I say? 352 episodes. I have 81 reviews. I have 81 rating on I, on, uh, iTunes or as, as uh, Spotify and iTunes is like 37. Yeah, I've been doing this shit five years. And I, I've had, I have 81, uh, ratings. So clearly, uh, no one's really doing it. I'm, I'm, that's all I'm asking for you, for the listeners. It's just the one little thing you can do for me. Two little things. I guess download is the other one. Two little things. Just have to hit the star thing. You don't need to write out War and Peace. Just need to hit the stars. That's all. It'd be greatly appreciated. I'm like, and like I said, for I've always say this for any podcast that you listen to. Again, Rogan and Spit, they don't need your star rating. Believe me, they're they're in everyone's algorithms. They're fine. But for for littler for smaller shows like myself and others, um, it's it's a big deal to us. Not that I give a shit what my star rating is. That's not why I'm saying it. It like again, it helps in the algorithms. It's like when you listen to a podcast and then it says, if you like this, you might like these shows. Well, that's how you get into the, you might like these shows for people. Same thing with YouTube. You know, when you're hitting YouTube and you, on the right hand side, it's like similar videos. That's how you get into that is it the algorithm. That's why I always say, could you please rate and review? It's not some, um, ego driven thing like oh so I got five out of five stars I don't whatever I mean you can rate how you want to rate it but I'm just saying it helps it's just the fact it's the engagement that I'm looking for so you can rate it any way you'd like 
I mean, preferably you'd like more stars, obviously, but I'm, you know, but I'm not here to sway opinions. I'm just saying, if you could do that, that would be lovely. But, uh, all right, let's get into this nonsense. Um, where's my notes here? Um, well, actually, I was going to say at the start of the, on New Year's there, did you see Jeremy Yablonski dressed for the Idaho Steelheads? Oh, that kind of shook things up. I think everybody thought Yabo was making the big return to pro hockey. No, I think he lives in the Texas area. And when Idaho comes through that area on their road trip, because it's not like the NHL, right? Where you're flying around and stuff, you know. Um, I think when they come through that area, um, and if they're short, they just like to dress them just to have a body. You know, and he's familiar with Idaho and, brought, you know, obviously management and whatever. Um, like I said, when they're in the area, he just... Uh, He'll, he'll dress and, uh, you know, I think he got two shifts, but, uh, fortunately didn't fight. But, uh, but it was, uh, it was something when you saw Idaho Steelheads transaction sign Jeremy Yablonski, you know, pretty wild. Um, yeah, well, I, I guess the elephant in the room right now in Canada anyway, of course, is the World Junior Tournament. I think more or less Canada is the only country that actually gives a shit about the World Junior Tournament. Um, and I'm not going to try to sound like bitter old man here and who gets a shit, you know, and all that. I'm not going to, you know, whatever. Um, I didn't actually watch a minute of it this year. Not, I don't know, I just didn't bother. But um, it is a big tournament and it's a big deal for junior age players, not just in Canada, but for, for all junior age players at that time. It's a showcase tournament for them. You're playing the best in the world and uh, it's a chance to, to show your shit. Um, so it is a big deal for the players. Um you know, and it, and it was, you know, and I've, I've certainly watched it. I've attended it. Somebody asked, that was one of the questions. What was my favorite World Junior year? Well, I got to say 1991 when it was here in Saskatoon. And uh, we got to see Eric Lindros and Scott Thornton and Brad May. And, of course, uh, John Slaney with the famous goal with a minute left in the game to win the game for Canada. Um, or win the gold medal for Canada. And uh, it was a it was a fun tournament. Uh, actually, Pavel Burry was here. Doug Waite was here. I mean, it was it was a big tournament. Um of course, back then you didn't know who they were, right? You, you know, going on, of course, the careers they had, but, uh, um, and of course, this is pre internet. So outside of the Western Hockey League guys that were on the team, we had never seen these people. So that's why I always say with people, it sounds so archaic to say now, but of course, this is, of course, the Lindros year, like the hype with Lindros, right? The next one. And I mean, you had seen them on TV, and of course, they didn't like Sports Desk or whatever would do like little news features on them, but uh, to finally see them in person. Um, and it was like, holy, look at this guy. Like, he looked like a man amongst boys. And, uh, he had a great tournament and lived up to all the hype and, uh, just flattening guys and shit. And Brad May with 300 penalty minutes from Ontario. Again, we didn't know who he was, but they had the rosters in the, in the newspaper here before the tournament and they had the stats. And we're like, this guy had 309 minutes at like Niagara Falls. Like, oh, this guy's my favorite guy now. You know, and of course he ran around and, uh, yeah, it was just, it was just cool. And, uh, you know, we, we went to a few of the games and, um, that was a really cool vibe. And like I said, to see him win gold here with a minute left with Slaney scoring it, it, uh, it was, it was a real cool tournament and has a lot of memories for me. So I would say that's obviously my favorite one, but, uh, you know, and I mean, anytime it's your country, I mean, obviously you want your country to win gold. I mean, it wasn't like I'm losing sleep if they didn't. I mean, like some people here, but, uh, you know, I mean, as it's gone on and gotten older, obviously it's gotten, more commercialized than everything else and like everything in life. But, um, 
But I, I, but I think obviously now with social media, like I said, with social media, every bozo gets an opinion and gets to share it with the world. And, uh, and like I said, here in Canada, if they don't win the gold medal, oh, the sky is falling and we need to change everything. And, oh, I told you we shouldn't have picked him. We should have picked this guy. Like some bozos crying that some guy that has a, that averages two points a game didn't get picked and they took this guy and, oh, he's only got 25 points in 24 games. Oh, that's it? A point a game. Yeah, that's the shits, isn't it? Uh, I will point out, being overseas, it was played on bigger ice, which obviously the North American teams aren't used to. Just saying, I'm not trying to make excuses why Canada didn't win, but let's be honest, that doesn't that doesn't uh, help the game, help Canada's game when it's on a larger ice surface. Some of these guys never played on it before. Whereas the Europeans play on it all the time. So, okay, well, that'd be a little bit of an advantage, I would think. Of course, granted, I guess you could say when they come to a North American size rink, that gives them the advantage over the the European team. So you can see where I'm going with this. Um, you know, you can always have these. But like I said on Twitter today, I'm like, well, oh, they should have picked him instead of him. And they're all crying. Like, like they were taking, like Canada took fourth line guys or something. Like every one of the guys they picked is like the best players on their team. I'm like, oh, so you picked the Ferrari instead of the Porsche, and the other country's Lamborghini beat you. Like, it's just like, who? I mean, yeah, is it the best? Well, no, because Bedard wasn't there. Bedard could play, what, two more years in this tournament. So, obviously, it's not the best junior age players in the world because there's a bunch of them in the NHL that didn't get sent back, and I'm sure for other countries it's the same thing. I, I didn't look into it. I'm sure there's Russians that are playing and Americans that are over there. I'm just using Bedard as an example. Imagine if Team Canada had Bedard. Well, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm taking this from a Canadian perspective because this is all the crying I'm hearing online. It's from fellow Canadians. It's like, okay, so they didn't take their, air quotes, best players. Again, it's not like any of these guys suck. I love that one. Well, we took a bunch of guys that weren't very good. Like, I just, this is, these are the tweets, I'm not, this is the tweets I'm reading. Like, this is how moronic everything is. So, from the year 2000 to 2023, so 23 years, Canada's won 20 medals. Yet, we're still, good. God forbid, if we don't win the gold, though, everything's falling apart, and we need to change things. Like, oh, God. Like, how many golds has Canada won? Didn't they win two or three in a row here? But oh god, if you don't win gold every year and blow everybody out by 10 goals, well, we're just not as good anymore. I mean, or, you know, cause, hey, I mean, it's not like, oh, the rest of the world might just be catching up. God, that can't be it, can it? And they're all just, every country's bigger. Like, you know, no. Like, that's the, that's the big one is the United States finally is like catching up. It's like, well, there's as many Americans and, Texas as there is in Canada, you know, like population wise. So obviously as more of the population gets into hockey and more rinks and their development system starts catching up, well, clearly like it's called math. I'm just saying like if they're going to catch up, right? Well, not going to, they have, you know, and it's a, and again, it's a one game. I mean, you have the round robin or whatever, but once the, once the actual tournament starts, it's one and you're out. So that's always tough too. If it was a best of three or best of seven, you know, I think that might, you might find the winner, you know, it might change the results a few times. Now that might change the results in Canada not winning the gold either. 
But, you know, when it's one game and out, I mean, anything can happen. Get a bad bounce and holy shit, you're out. I mean, that you can say that for any team. So this idea that all of a sudden, oh, well, we're not, we can't play hockey anymore. We're no good. Like just, oh, yeah, lousy coaching this year. Like, oh, you know, okay. Like, it's just, oh, yeah, it's the same. Well, New Year, same shit, right? It's people are morons and they got a bitch and it's just, oh, we didn't meddle this year. Well, Canada sent a subpar team. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Subpar team. Yeah, sure. Oh, it's just embarrassing. But wait, what more would you, what, what would you expect? Would anything change in the new year with social media? Hell no. Of course not. So that's the end of my world junior talk. Uh, let's open these hockey cards, shall we? They're staring at me. Well, the first pack I got is, um, 0708 Heroes and Prospects. Um, these are, uh, junior cards. And, uh, yeah. Well, let, let's see. Hopefully I can open these a little easier. Oh, they're, oh, they did open easy. I was going to say last time I did, I did this on the air. I think it took me 38 seconds to open up the pack of cards. Uh, here we go. Ah, okay. Oh, they're sticking together on me here. First, Nathan Oystrick. Oh, there, there you go. Um, former old BC. Surrey Eagles played in the NHL for a little bit. He's with the Chicago Wolves in this one. Um, actually, I used to talk to him quite a, uh, not quite a, not like we were besties or anything, but I used to talk to him online a lot, uh, on Twitter. And, um, I talked to him about coming on the show and we were going to set something up. Um, I know he had, after the unfortunate, the tragedy in Humboldt, I know the next year he actually took over as head coach and, uh, he was doing great with him, but halfway through the season he left and I'm not, and, uh, I mean, clearly he wasn't fired because they were like in first place. They had like 21 wins and like, and, uh, so I don't know what happened there. And, um, he kind of seemed to really fade off of social media at that point. And I, it was like that time I didn't want to bother him because I didn't know what was going on. Like, you know, his personal things or whatever. So, um, I always kind of stayed away, but I should, uh, I should try reaching out here. Cause it's been a couple years. So, uh, cause I'd love to sit down and talk with him, you know, just, um, yeah, Nathan Oyster. There we go. Jean Simon Ellard. I don't know who that is. Oh, it was the, the Heroes and Prospect. Yeah, Dominic Hasek. Um, and it shows them like in their junior junior uniforms and stuff. Uh, the next card is oh Kyle Beach. Um, yeah, that's um, obviously uh, those that are paying attention to hockey in the last couple of years know that unfortunate incident with the Chicago Blackhawks and that organization with Kyle Beach. He was their first round pick. He played in Everett in the Western League. Um, solid player. I believe he was a first round pick. Um, you know, he would score. He put up some penalty minutes. I know, uh, during his playing days, I know in the Western League, he was, uh, they were, the, the boys targeted him for sure. I know he wasn't real popular. He kind of had that kind of, uh, you know, that, uh, really get under your skin. Uh, Barnaby type, uh, type player. Um, but yeah, highly skilled and, um, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, those that want to look into the, you know, the Kyle Beach story, um, you know, I'm not going to talk, rehash it on here, but yeah, some real, real unfortunate incident that went on in the, in the, with the Blackhawks organization in Rockford and stuff. And, uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, not good. Not good. Um, final card, Corey Emerton. Uh, I want it. Where does it say on the back here? Yeah, Detroit. Yeah, first, uh, second round pick with Detroit. Um, 
Yeah. I don't recall him having a really huge, long uh, NHL career. But uh, anyway, there we go. There's the uh, Heroes and Prospects package. Well, now, up. wow, look at this upper deck. Like, here we go. I didn't even notice this. The upper deck package has been tampered with. It's already open, folks. Well, maybe they knew I struggled so much with it the last time. Oh, so are you saying somebody there at the, uh, at the prestige, uh, Dollarama people have been siphoning through, through packs, picking out guys? I don't know, some skullduggery happening here. Who do we got on the top? No, star rookie Rob Blake. Well, that actually worked out. He had a hell of a career. Uh, he's in the Hall of Fame. Isn't it Rob Blake in the Hall of Fame? Hold on. I gotta, well, here, as you're talking amongst yourselves as I look this up, I want to, uh, Rob Blake. Yeah, Hall of Fame induction 2014. Thought so. Yeah, what a career. What a hitter, too, man. He throw that ass into you? Shit. Tyler Wright. There you go. Yeah, old, uh, old dub guy. Oh, Gary Roberts. There you go. One of the best power forwards of all time. Oh, Rod the Bod, Brindamore. Zarly Zalapsky. Peter Spavoda. Sergey Makarov. What is this? The international package? Oh, Jason Persofsky. Yeah, the old medicine hat tiger blue liner. Speaking of, I used to converse with him on Twitter a lot too. Uh, another guy that I, I want to get on the show. Um, Big dude, man. Uh, yeah, drafted by the the Rangers. I know he never played in the in the NHL, but solid uh, solid D man for the for the Medicine Hat Tigers. And I laughed when you look at his cards, um, especially his junior cards. Oh, dude, seriously, go look those listening right now. Just do like a Google search. Just type in Jason Prasovsky and then like look up the Medicine Hat Tiger card of him. Oh, dude, looks like he's thirty one. Yeah, that always cracked me up. Brian McReynolds. I gotta be completely honest, I don't know who that is. Although in Moncton and uh oh, there you go. Huh. Sorry, man. Randy McKay with the Red Wings. There you go. Oh wow, well, see, this is where the skullduggery happened and the package already opened. Guess who the last card was? Jason Prasovsky. So I got two Prasovsky cards in one package and a Randy McKay. So I don't know what's going on. I don't was upper deck trying to get rid of the Prasovsky cards. What was going on there? Um yeah. They uh well, there we go. Well, with Jason Brzezowski, yeah, that always cracked me up. You know, he, you know, he was uh, buying beer for the boys for sure. Uh, there we go. There, there can't beat opening cards on an audio podcast. Tremendous. Um, and now here's a word from our sponsor. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's Connor Bedard is going to keep it up here in the new year as we head into the Christmas season. Connor McDavid and the Oilers are starting to heat up here at the quarter pole mark. We'll see what happens here in the new year. But download the app now and use code THPN. New customers get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just five dollars on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort... 
21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Yeah, I was gonna say this is completely out in left field somewhere. I was, I just, I was, I was writing notes down here the other night of like what I was gonna talk about at some episode. Um, you know, as I was scrolling like Facebook and stuff, and I'm not talking about GoFundMe's because I understand GoFundMe's, um, but I can understand like raising money for someone like if they have an injury or like funeral expenses or or just like or there's a tragedy and stuff like that i completely understand that that's not what i'm talking about at all but it's like i I see these and i will say uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna be my my attention to the show is gonna start talking about gambling here shortly yeah because i'm not a degenerate at all um but no i was just like over the last couple because i've actually had days off uh my wife and i We'll sit there as we're eating supper and stuff. We kind of just watch YouTube channels or stuff. There's a couple gambling channels that we're watching. Vegas Matt, I'm a big fan of. You know, just slot machine channels. I always used to make fun of the nephews for watching, like, Minecraft shit. Then here I am watching, like, slot machine channels. So, is that not the same thing? Um, and, I mean, when it comes to podcasts, I listen to, like, Follow the Money and shit like that. And Gambling with an Edge and, you know, different gambling podcasts. But, um, oh, get to the point already. Um, anyway... There's a bunch of like, there's like Vegas, I, what do you, I hate to call them influencers because whatever, but they go to different places in Vegas, different restaurants, they rate different hotels and stuff, or a lot of them just like, just wander around film shit and whatever. Now and again, I, we don't watch a lot of those, but now and again we will. And we were just sitting here around the last couple nights and it's like, yeah, whatever, we'll just turn it on. I don't understand, like... These people ask for, what is it, Kofi or GoFi or something, whatever it is. It's like Patreon or something, or Patreon, I guess. But it's like, oh, they're doing this live feed, and it's like, oh, send me money. It's like, oh, and like the one guy's, oh, if it's on New Year's, you could send me money to buy a drink and stuff. I'm like, I don't know. Isn't that kind of pathetic? Like... That'd be like, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to do a live show and like Alec and Jay and I, I'll do a live show and then as we're watching, hey, anybody out there want to send money for the show? Like send me, I don't know, it just seems kind of, like the Patreon, like I've been at, well here, there's one of the questions I've been asked, am I ever going to do a Patreon? Um, no, uh, I mean, I, here I am just with the hypocrite in me, never say never, um, but I, I don't know, like I... See, I've been, I'm fortunate enough when I do this show, I actually get paid to do this. Um, the Hockey Podcast Network pays me. So I, I don't need to do a Patreon. Now, I was like, I don't know how many more. The thing is, to do a Patreon, to me, from what I understand, um, people do like extra episodes or like maybe it's an interview and they, it's an exclusive interview that if you don't, you know, if you're a member of the Patreon group you get or whatever okay, like you're doing extra work, so I understand that, but like I said, when I'm cruising along here and I'm doing an episode every Wednesday and Sunday, um, I, how much more extra content can I really give you? And I mean, and what extra content would it be? Just more of me talking? Like, no. Um, to me, if I was going to charge people or do a Patreon type thing, I'd have to be interviewing players or people of, 
well, people that people would pay to listen to, I guess, you know, or whatever. I mean, whatever that may be, I guess. I, that's Again, I've never put much thought into the Patreon thing. Um, again, maybe if I was doing this and I wasn't getting paid and it was like, well, you know, I'm doing all this. I should, how can I monetize this somehow? And again, I'm not shit-talking people. Like, to me, the Patreon, when you're producing something, when you're making content whether it be art or music or a podcast, you're creating something. So to ask to get paid for that um, or donate or whatever, I, it's like busking or whatever. Like I can understand that you're giving people something for their money. Like, Hey, it's a Patreon. It's $5 a month or, wh- or whatever people charge. Okay. But you're giving them content. So you're giving them something for their five bucks. You're not just begging for money. So it's like, I don't have a problem with that. Well, I don't have a problem with any of you. It's your money. You do what you want with it. I'm just on a personal level. I'm just saying not that the Patreon thing, oh, I'm above that. I wouldn't charge anybody. I'm not saying that. I'm fortunate enough that I'm already getting paid. So I don't really, I've never thought of the Patreon thing. But my other thought is I just don't have enough time to do more episodes. So it's like, no, the Patreon, to those, somebody asked, like I said, some, I've been asked this a few times and to those, no, I'm never, I'm not doing a Patreon because I don't have time to do another episode. Um, so that ain't going to happen. I don't have a problem with people that do it. Um, not that they would give a shit if I had a problem with it. I understand it, you're, but you're creating something or you're doing, you're creating a product to sell to someone. So that's, yeah. But this, um, just send me money because it's a donation to, I don't know. Like I, I just, for nothing, like, I mean, I get, well, now that I'm saying that now, I've just, I've kind of talked my way through it. I guess these people that are doing live feeds or whatever, I mean, I guess they're, well, I'm not guessing they are creating content for people to watch. So I get it. I don't know. I just think like if you could afford to fly to Las Vegas, afford to stay at a hotel and be there for New Year's to get online and kind of beg people for, or ask people to send you money to buy you drinks. Uh, you know, I'm whatever I, or send me some money and I'll play blackjack and I'll film it and you can watch me put it all on black or something like, okay. But if you win, are you going to send them the money back? Like, no. So I don't know. I mean, Hey, if people can send what they want to send, it's not like, Oh, if you don't send anything, you can, you're not allowed to watch, but I don't know. I just find that, yeah, I don't know, the whole, it's almost like you're begging at that point, so, I mean, I don't know what any of this has to do with anything, I was just sort of, I saw it before we got going, I, before, as I was sitting here the other night, writing things down, I just scrolled through, I'm not going to say who it was, but I saw that they were asking for money, and they were there in New Year's, and I'm kind of like, mm, okay, the comments kind of cracked me up, they're like, well, if I was there, I'd buy you a drink, or last time I was there and saw you, I bought dinner for you, and that's good enough, and kind of getting shit-talked into the comments a little bit, and it's like, yeah, I don't know, what am I saying here, I have no idea, oh, on the, on the fight front, Ryan Devine got into two, two more fights with that, uh, I want to say, is it Bouchard, I'm not quite sure his first name, but they kind of had a, 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 a two, a, a, bleh, 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 spit it out, had two fights, and they were they were good. I want to say I gotta I gotta give Bouchard the win in the first one. I know uh, Divine kind of went for a Superman punch kind of deal. He does this. I don't know. It's kind of like a Superman punch. 
And uh, he got, and the guy kind of avoided it, kind of gave him the head fake, and Divine could never get set properly again. And this guy was landing some good shit. Divine never went down, but you could just tell he could never, like, kind of right the ship again. He was sort of off balance for the rest of the fight, and it was a good one. They went back and forth and everything, but uh, yeah, I, I would, I'd have to get Bouchard uh, the W in the first fight, and the second fight was a good one too. Some wild swings and everything, but uh, some solid bouts anyway. Um, so well done, boys. Um, uh, oh, I've, I've, I've been asked this quite a few times. And I, um, the old, cause, uh, old Rob there has been putting up drop, the old drop the gloves fight cards. Um, and people have been out. Oh, it sucks that it's gone. Yeah, it does suck that drop the gloves is gone without a doubt. <clears throat> but I have been asked about when Probert was king, uh, Steve, um, he a couple years, two years ago had taken up a collection. Speaking of GoFundMe's. But it was to bring back a drop your gloves type site. And, uh, one that's run by hockey fans that give a shit and want to preserve the history and, and everything. I've had Steve on the show a couple times and we've talked about it. Um, and it's sort of any, any, his, his, uh, computer guy that, cause Steve's not a computer guy. So he had to hire a computer programmer, a coder, whatever it is, um, to basically set up the site and everything. And it stuff costs money. And at the same time, he's trying to explain to the guy, this is what we want. And it's not like this guy was a big, oh, the computer guy was a big drop the gloves guy. So he knows exactly what you mean. He doesn't know. And of course, you're like fight cards. This guy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Fight cards? You mean hockey cards? You know, like, so it was a real, no, this is what I mean. And, um, and all that stuff costs money. And, um, you know, and Steve's put a lot of his own, like somebody, oh, was it a scam? He was just wanting money. No, because... Steve put thousands of dollars of his own money into it. Um, and no, it's not a scam. He has, uh, the site, the, the shell of the site is up if you want to look at it. Um, and I know this means a lot to Steve. And I know he feels really bad that it hasn't progressed further. Um, the thing that he is really frustrated with is like he said, you have thousands of thousands of members in these fight groups on Facebook. He goes, not one of them is either a computer programmer or knows a computer guy. None of them, really. Um, and I, I tend to agree with them. It's like, yeah, that's true. Like, you'd think somebody would know somebody. Um, but regardless, I know Steve is, um, they, they were kind of dead in the water for a little while. Uh, but since then, Brian, the computer guy, has kind of, because he, he's doing other projects as well. I mean, it's not just his job is to solely focus on this new Drop Your Gloves site. He has other projects he has to work on. Um, so he kind of does it, I think in the, on the side sort of, um, he's sort of jumped back in and working out a few of the bugs and everything else. Again, I'm, this is me, um, you know, work with me. This, I'm just sort of, this is what Steve's told me so far. And, uh, but I am going to get Steve on here in the new year shortly. I know I've said it a few times now, but after, now that the holidays are over and we're back to, you know, normal scheduling programs, um, I will get Steve on here and he can explain all of it. But I know for a few of the people that had talked about, like, I kind of gave money to it and I don't know what's going on. And no, you didn't get hustled out of money. It's not like, oh, he, he took everyone's money and jumped the plane and, you know, he's now he's living in Bora Bora off the grid. Um, he's still around. He is in the fight groups. It's when Probert was king.com. Send him a message and ask him. He will gladly respond to you and tell you he's not hiding. But where everything is, and he's been very, he has made posts periodically about what's going on with the project and everything else. Um, like I said, he is, 
he is putting in the work, folks. And uh, I don't want anybody out there that may have gave given money to the project or just was talking about it and feel like, oh, this guy is a shyster or something, or it was a scam. No, not at all. Again, the pro- the, it is, the site is up online. You can look at it. It's bare bones right now. And I think what the other thing is, is when you talk about it, like, oh, he's going to bring back Drop Your Gloves. It's not going to be the Drop the Gloves you remember the moment it comes online. Like, oh, it's like it never left. No, the Drop Your Gloves, that was a, a decade plus of information that was put into that site before it went down. So that was years and years of people contributing and putting stats up and the amount of time and effort that went in. It wasn't just the one guy that owned it there. He did all of that work. No, he didn't. He had lots of people helping him out. And uh, so that was decades worth of material there on that site. So no, it's not gonna, this new site's not going to come up and just be like, oh, it's like everything's the same. I mean, that's the goal going forward that... Eventually, it's going to be that much and more. And it's going to be a one-stop shop for a fight fan with message boards and fight cards and everything else. But that all takes time. And computer programming just doesn't magically appear. So um, for those asking, I know, again, that was one of the questions I had asked to me. Um, yes, it is being worked on. And I'm going to get Steve on the show. And he can better explain it than I, my babbling ass over here and where we're at completely. But... Um, no, for those wondering, no, it wasn't a scam or anything like that. It is being worked on, and Steve is more passionate about this than anybody. So, um, another point: somebody was asking me about my YouTube channel and why I don't put fights up very often anymore. No, you're correct. I have I've been very I have put up fights sparingly the last year. Um, that is going to change. I will say on the uh, as I brought up a few times now, I've mentioned. Um, I have a new job. Actually, I start tomorrow. Yes, that's why I'm, I'm recording this early on Tuesday. Um, I start tomorrow. My dude, I didn't work the last two days. And uh, actually on the weekend, it, well, that's not true. I worked on Sunday. My Sunday was my last day on the truck. And uh, and then Monday and Tuesday here, I've had off and uh, getting ready. And uh, got to say, a little anxious. Obviously, my nerves are, you know, I know tomorrow morning, I'm sure I'll spend the first 10 minutes after I wake up in the bathroom. But uh yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's a new adventure after 16 years moving on. Um, I'm still with the city and everything. It's just a different department, but I'm in a supervisor role. So um, I actually going to have responsibilities now and, and stuff. So, um, yeah. So anyway, not that anybody listening gives a shit. But uh, having said that, um, my schedule has changed. Um, I'm still working during the day. Uh, it's still a day job, uh, Monday through Friday. And, uh, well, kind of, no, it's actually Tuesday to Fridays. And then the next week is Monday to Thursday because it's 10 hour shift. So I'll have two off, four off, two off, four off. So that'll be cool to have the four off thing. The reason I bring that up is, um, that is going to, cause I, that is going to afford me a lot more free time and, uh, which I didn't have. I, I worked constantly this last year. Um, this last year, I'm still, I still can't believe I put out as many podcast episodes as I did. Um, cause I think I brought it up on the air. I believe, I believe it was two or three weeks off I had in a year, in the last year when we went to Vegas in February and then in September, uh, the, the, the Vegas, well, we went for five days and, uh, and went for 10 in February. Yeah, this is 15. I think basically, I, I can't remember. I worked it out once I said 18 days I had off last year. Yeah. 
So something stupid like that, like just crazy. Um, you know, so it was uh, just short staffed and, uh, and I was being spiteful. I think, uh, there were some personal things I was irritated about and, uh, I was making a point, but I was going to say there was many Saturday mornings when I was driving into work thinking being spiteful is being, is very tiresome. Um, but on the weekends and stuff, I would work in the mornings, but I'd be home by noon or one o'clock. So it wasn't like, oh, I was grinding away 14 hour shifts every day. Nothing like that. But you're just there every day. You got to get up in the mornings and go. And, uh, so it, that, that got, uh, the really tiring. Um, so uh, financially it was very good, but, uh, you know, at some point you do have to look around and there is more important things than money. Um, but, uh, so with this job, um, it pays more an hour, but I don't, I don't think I'll be making as much because there's not really that much overtime in it, that far as I know. Um, there, there's a little, but, uh, I don't, I think I'll probably be actually, I kind of taking losing money probably with this, but in taking less money, I get more time off. And, uh, I'm actually going to get holidays off and four days off, like I said, in a row. So, um, the point of all this as I babble on, um, is, uh, I have plans for the YouTube channel. I want to do some stuff with it. I know I've said that for a bunch of time, years now, but I do want to do some biography type things, some fight videos, some different things like kind of like things that I've done on the show, kind of myth and reality or player spotlight, stuff like that. And I have t- hundreds and hundreds of hours of fights on DVD. So I think I'd like to incorporate that into some of the videos and maybe, like I said, do biography pieces or maybe just Oh, the 10 best fights, whatever, and just stuff like that. And, uh, so I think I, my goal is to get the YouTube channel monetized again, but also just kind of humming along and, uh, and, uh, just, just creating more content because I'm going to have time. Now to the podcast part. Um, now that I have more, that I'm going to be having more time and more free days where uh, there's going to be a couple Mondays, Tuesdays, that type of thing where I'm free all day. It's not like, well, I work till two and we maybe can, we can go at four. No, like if a guy can like come in the, I can do stuff in the morning. I can do stuff overseas with people, uh, cause of the time difference and stuff. Well, I'll be home all day in the morning. It's not like I'm a big, oh, I sleep till noon cause I had the day off. Like, no, I'll still be getting up, uh, you know. I, I, I must be my age. I really can't sleep in anymore, but like I'll be up at like seven or eight in the morning, like on days off and stuff. So I can talk to people overseas. Cause of course for them, it's like seven or eight at night. So I can do more overseas stuff. Um, cause there's a few characters over there. I'd like to talk to and get on the show again. You could be ready. Um, but also, um, I've talked to a few player ex players and stuff and they're like, Oh, can you do Monday at noon? It's like, well, no, I get a job. Well, now I can do Monday at noon. So, um, I would, I'm, I'm not promising anything. Cause again, it's not just up to me whether these guys show up to do the interview or not. Um, but I have heard from people that they would like me to do more player interviews. Um, we'll see. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not real keen on running around and chasing people. Like, well, I'm still not going to do that. I don't care how much free time I have. I could be retired and I'm still not going to do that. Um, but, um, there is going to be some, I, I, if anything from this show, if anything with this, uh, with this new schedule, if anything, the show will improve. Some might say that's not really that hard as I'm saying this, but I'll have more time to give to the show because not only will I have like, you know, whatever, you know, 
uh, Monday's off or Tuesday. Well, my wife is at work at that time. So I'll have all day, all morning, all day to do show stuff. Because there's sometimes, you know, at night she gets home from work. I get home. We haven't seen each other. We're going to eat some supper. Well, I do have to talk to my wife for a little while. I can't just ditch her uh, and come down in the basement, which I do a lot. But um, there are times you want to move here, go out or do whatever. Um, so I might say, oh, the show suffers because I'm married. But I don't have as much free time as like a single dude would. So, um, but in saying that, I think with days off while she's at work um, will give me time to concentrate more on the podcast. So um, I think this new schedule will work out for the show. I think we'll see. Um, I don't know. Other than that, I'm looking, it's like been 50 minutes already and I really haven't said too much. Um, Other than things, I guess just looking forward to in the new year, um, really looking forward to, uh, AJ Galante and, and Daniel Lansbury's major league, uh, hockey fights. That new, it's going to be their version of Ice Wars, I guess. And, uh, you know, they haven't set up a date or anything of the first event, but I know, um, I'm really looking forward to that. As anybody who knows, listens to the channel knows, I'm a big Ice Wars fan. And in saying that, I really hope Ice Wars continues as well. And we get to see Ice Wars 4. Um, I know there's been some stuff behind the scenes there. I don't know what's going on. Um, in terms of what their next event is going to be or what they're doing. But, um, I, I, I'm a hope the best for them as well. I'm not picking sides. I'm, like I said, I don't have a dog in this fight. Is there, like I said, I know AJ and Charlie who runs ice where they had a falling out or whatever and they separated. Um, you know, business disagreement. Um, both guys have been great with me. So I can't, I'm not, like I said, I'm not picking sides. All I want is to see fight events and the fighters making money and people enjoying it. We get to see hockey fights on pay-per-view and we can bet on it. That's, that's all I'm, I'm asking for. I will promote both events. I will have a competitors from both events on. And I'd like to have AJ and, and Charlie on again and different and, uh, and talking about the events. Like I said, I will, pro, I will promote both events wholeheartedly. And, uh, I'm, I'm just a hockey fight fan, man. I'm, uh, I, like I said, I'm not picking sides. It's not Coke or Pepsi to me or, you know, uh, WWF or WCW back in the day. No, to me, it's, um, it's, it's a hockey fight tournaments and what, whatever gets the boys paid and, uh, people to see it, I'm all for it. So that's what's going on there. So I'm looking forward to that. But, um, a few of the questions I had been asked just, uh, in the last little while that we'll kind of end on here. Um, well, favorite world junior team I already answered that. Um, so I was always talking about gambling and stuff. I had somebody ask me what my biggest win ever gambling was. Um, well, I've been fortunate to have, I would like to say the lottery, but that, no, I can't even get a free play on the freaking lottery. Um, here in Canada, I brought this up. Canadian listeners will know what I'm talking about for the American folks. Um, obviously we have lotteries that are run province by province or, or by the government, um, like you guys have Powerball and stuff. Um, well, here we also have a thing called ProLine, and it's ba- and it's sports betting, and uh, and we've had this for thirty years now. Um, you bet on hockey, NBA, NFL, college basketball, college football, uh, soccer, uh, y- you name it. Um, and they're parlay tickets for anybody that gambling. Although now the new ProLine that just came around a year ago, you can bet on single games, but before that. It was parlay tickets. You had to play a minimum of three games, maximum of six. And uh, and any real gambler will tell you that parlay tickets are a complete sucker's bet. But if you hit them, 
obviously it, it the, the pay is huge. It can be. And um, anyway, my biggest gambling hit was on a sports line or a sports select uh, ticket um, a, a decade ago. Um, but uh, back then with hockey, you could pick ties. And in order for it to be a tie, it had to go to a shootout. Uh, didn't matter who won the shootout, but it just had to go to a shootout. Um, so back then when I did it, of course, that was basically because they didn't do three on three and all that shit back then when I had picked the ticket. So the odds were like, you know, you're talking super long shots here to go to a shootout. Um, let alone, I picked four ties on the ticket. I picked four ties and I bet $10 and, uh, cause I had a $10 bill in my wallet and I was just like, ah, what the hell? And I went over to the board and I didn't really, like at that point I wasn't really watching hockey anymore. But I just kind of looked at the odds and I kind of looking at the teams that the odds were sort of similar. I was like, ah, oh, they're kind of even teams. So I would just, I picked four ties randomly, literally throwing a dart. And, uh, I picked four ties, bet $10 and it hit and I won $11,200. So that was my biggest gambling win. So that was a nice win. Um, I have won since then a few times, not as many as I would like, but I've won a thousand, a couple thousand here and there. If, Went four thousand last year during the NCAA tournament, um, stuff like that. So I've I've managed a few wins. Um, you know, I was gonna say I probably I probably spent more than I've won. Yeah, uh, eh, maybe it's pretty tough. I though I've won a bunch of yeah maybe over the year because I've been doing it for thirty years. I remember being in high school. Of course, back then I wasn't betting ten or twenty dollars on a ticket. I was betting two dollars a ticket. But we'd fill out our little you know six games and bet two bucks and you know you're you'd you play six games you bet two dollars and if you won you got paid 21 of course when you were 16 years old that was you know that was back then that was enough for a case of beer and to put five you know put case of beer and five bucks in your gas tank you're you're the king of the world at that point you know how times have changed but uh yeah so i was that's why i was talking about sports betting and people get mad that it's on tv and that's all they talk about now like they like i said like they talk like sports betting is a new thing now we've been doing this shit in canada for 30 years you go to 7-eleven buy a big golf fill out a pro line ticket so this isn't new but yeah that was my biggest win um bad beat uh my worst loss as they say bad beat and gambling same idea um well this one's this one still hurts to talk about and um I, I can bear, I have people that can verify this story. So I'm not just jerking your chain and, uh, you know, it's not a fishing story here, but, um, same idea, um, playing pro line tickets. Um, it was in the morning. I had happened to hurt. I, cause back then, which was great about pro again, I'm talking like people, if you're a gambler, you know what I'm talking about, but the odds and, and when you're betting on sports, the odds are constantly changing right up until the moment of puck drop or tip off or whatever. Because there's money coming in on either side or something could happen. So the odds change. But the great thing at, at the time, not it's changed now, but at the time when I was betting, again, this was about 10, 12 years ago, um, once the odds were put out, they, they didn't change. They were in stone. Um, so every once in a while, you could catch a break because I can remember it was college basketball. And overnight, whatever, the best player had been kicked off the team or a couple of them had broken curfew. And it happened on two teams. And it was like kind of some high-ranked basketball teams. Whatever. It was like Duke. and they, But they were in town to play like Armpit State. Like they like Armpit State was massive underdogs to Duke. But two of Duke's best players had broken curfew. So they were scratched from the game. And this other team. Whatever. There was two really long, big college basketball long shots. 
um, that I picked on this ticket because a bunch of the best players had broken curfew or got hurt or whatever it was. They weren't playing that game. Uh, of course, of course, in the morning before I'm, I'm, I go to gambling sites and I read up on shit. I don't just, I wasn't like I was just blindly betting the ties in hockey like I had on the other ticket. I was actually kind of air quote doing research, but I come out, oh, breaking news in the morning. Oh, so of course in Las Vegas or in like actual gambling, of course the odds would shrink down because, oh, the two superstars aren't playing. Well, in sports select, they couldn't because the odds have already been put out. So they were cemented. So I took the two college basketball long shots and again, for hockey ties. So a six, six team parlay ticket. And I bet $5 on it. And not a word of a lie. This God is my witness. I, uh, the ticket paid, it was like $205,000 on a $5 bet. And it was a six game parlay. It was crazy. It was like four ties, hockey ties. Again, they all have to go to shootouts and two super long college basketball long shots. And it was a $5 ticket. So I'm going to 7-Eleven in the morning, buying my super big gulp, my nachos or whatever. And I had a lottery ticket in my hand because lottery, the, the lottery had been on the night before. The, the Powerball, Super or, uh, Max, Lotto Max. So I got him to scan the ticket. The guy goes, oh, you won $20 on my, on my lottery ticket. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, just for jokes, again, I had the slip. I filled it all out. It was a $5 ticket. I said, hey, run that ticket four times. And he's kind of looking at me like, all right. So I bought four tickets. So basically, like I said, they paid 200 and whatever it was, 220000 something like that per ticket. So, of course, if I win this ticket, it's going to pay me $900,000 because I got four of them. Okay. <clears throat> so I go home. We're, and we're doing shit all day. We're going to Home Depot. We're doing whatever. So I'm not paying attention. When I get home, and it's about 4 o'clock when we get home, the basketball games had been like really early in the afternoon. So I go and look, well, son of a bitch, wouldn't you know it, the two long shot basketball games won. So I was like, holy shit, those those games actually came in? Unbelievable. So I'm looking at my ticket, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, hey, shit, I got the two basketball games, right? Just need these four hockey ties to come in. Again, we went out for, we went to my parents' house. I'll never forget it. Went to my parents' house, had supper there, whatever, hung out. Came home, got home at about, I don't know, 10 o'clock. Come into the condo at the time, uh, go upstairs. I turn on Hockey Night in Canada, and the final game was Vancouver and Tampa Bay. And it was 3-3 with about five minutes left in the third period. Oh, yeah. Well, I have one. I have them to tie on my ticket. Well, as I'm watching the game, I'm watching the the uh, scores go along the bottom of the screen. And they're looking, and I, I just see this shootout. Shootout shootout on all these teams i'm like holy shit so i because i forgot who i picked at this point i go and grab my wallet grab the tickets and i'm watching this i'm looking at the scoreboard i'm five for five the only game i have left is tampa bay and vancouver to go to a shootout and it's tied three three with like whatever a couple minutes left in the third period so again they still got to play overtime to, to get to the shootout so my wife starts talking to me. And I'm like, she's, I did, it did. Shut up, shut up. Don't, don't talk to me. So she knows, she, and I, she sees me with the ticket in my hand. She knows shit's on, right? She like beetles out of there. She's out. And I'm sitting there watching. Sure shit, they're tied. They go into overtime. So I have five minutes. Between five minutes to almost basically becoming a millionaire. And, with, and uh, they had called a penalty on Tampa Bay. So now it's uh, 
is it four on three or five on four, whatever. They're on the power play. And it's a shoot. You're just firing shots. And uh, Vancouver's blocking, keeping it out, whatever. And I'm just like on the edge of my seat. Like my asshole is puckered. I'm sweating. My stomach is in knots. Like it's a million dollars on the line, more or less. And uh, sure enough, you know, they're banging on the, the thing on the on the ice. And it was Vincent LeCavalier, I believe, uh, steps out of the penalty box with about a minute left in the overtime. And they hit him with a breakaway pass. And, uh, yeah, you could figure out what happened from there. I was halfway down the hall when I, he comes in, he shoots, he scores! And I just shut the bedroom door and uh, literally got in the fetal position on bed. And I am not afraid and ashamed to say that I pretty much cried myself to sleep that night, losing $900,000 by one goal. So there you go. There is my bad beat gambling story. How about I end on that? How's that one for you? Yes. I mean, but who needs a million dollars, right? It would probably just lead to headaches and uh, strife in the family. And no, I've actually told that story a few. Actually, if you if I if you bring that story up to my wife now, she'll probably you could probably make her cry to this day. And it was over a decade ago. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I haven't told that story in a long time. That's still kind of. <laughs> Twinges. So, so I always say now and again, if, I, if when I'm gambling or we go to Vegas and I lose a couple hundred dollars, um, yeah, no, I'm not flipping chairs because it's, I can never lose what I almost, I, I can never lose anything or come that close to losing that much again. So it's, um, you know, nothing's going to hurt as much as that ever hurt. So everything else at this point is just kind of, eh, what are you going to do? That's gambling. But, uh, yeah, that, that one, uh, that one stung for sure. That's gambling. It is. And uh, what can you do? But anyway, there, there's a high note to end on. There we go. Um, but yeah, there you go. That's my worst gambling story. Bad beat. But uh, that's also another reason why I always laugh. I, I never, and it's probably to this day, I, uh, I never watch things I bet on. I know it doesn't make sense. Like people usually bet on to get a sweat for the game or make the game more exciting. Yeah, ever since then, I can't really watch sports that I bet on uh, for that reason and and it all and from further on after that it always seemed like whenever I was watching something I'd bet on something like out of the ordinary would happen and the and I would be winning but then I'd lose like you know with a minute like they fumble the ball or you know whatever and or the you know baseball the guy'd make an error on third base or something and allow two runs to score you know it was always just like horse shit things that would happen so I was like holy I'm jinxing this so it's like all the times that I've won on my tickets and stuff, I've never watched the game. So I'm always sort of big on uh, not watching things that I bet on, which probably in some ways defeats the purpose, you know, because I think people bet on things to make them more exciting. But at this point, I'm just betting for the money. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Well, there you go, folks. There, there's a gem to start 2024, this episode, me babbling. Well, there you go. It was an hour. Just like I said, I'd ramble for an hour. But uh, anyway, guys, before I get out of here, I know this in the new year, we're already in 2024, but I want to wish everybody that uh, that listening and uh, has listened and my former guests that have come on, uh, the fight fans, the players, I want to thank all of you guys for taking the time in your life to come on this show, share your stories, um, everybody out there that listens. Like, and I always say this every episode, and I'll say it for everyone other. Um, I know there are hundreds and hundreds of hockey podcasts to listen to. The fact that you chose to listen to mine, I uh, greatly appreciate it. 
and I'm humbled by it, and I love to get the feedback from you guys, and uh, good, bad, or otherwise. Um, I've made lasting friendships because of this show, and uh, I want to wish everybody out there a very healthy and happy 2024, and um, I know from, like I said, on a personal level, I know it's going to be a year of change for me, a uh, different job. Um, I'm not one to make, um, you know, New Year's resolutions or stuff, but uh, my wife and I have sort of committed to uh, definitely, uh, you know, losing weight and getting healthier. And, uh, you know, that, that is on the, that is on the agenda. Um, right now, all I can think about is a new job though. I gotta get, let, let me get through the first couple of weeks of that. Then we'll, we'll work on a few things. Cause right now my, as I'm talking about, it, even now my anxiety's up a little bit, but, uh, you know, uh, but, uh, no, it's going to be a different year. Um, like I said, different schedule sort of with time off and, uh, and, and that's actually something I'm really looking forward to is the time off. And I, like I said, if it can make a better product for you, the listener, um, I think that'll be cool. So, and I think it will. Um, cause like I said, there's a lot of times, you know, you work that much, you're, you can't put, you, sometimes you can't put in a hundred percent on the, I never phoned one in. I always tried to give you guys the best episode that I could, but I know some of them fell flat. Um, I like things always will, but, um, I, I think with this, I think the show will improve, I hope. And, uh, yeah, and there's some changes and there's some things that I'd like to do with the show, with the YouTube channel, like I said earlier. And, uh, and I think you guys will really enjoy that as, as fight fans. And, um, yeah, guys, like I said, I hope, like I said, everybody, I'm not going to start calling out names because if I miss people, they'll be mad or whatever, but, um, you guys all know who you are. And, uh, like I said, everybody that listens, thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. I really do. And, um, it's been great. And, and like I said, it, uh, to just think, uh, I don't know, whatever it was four or five years ago going by a microphone from Staples and didn't really know what I was doing. Well, some would say, I still don't know what I'm doing, but just sit down and start yelling and hope someone listens um, to having the show growing and being paid to podcast, really. And, um, um, you know, and uh, and uh, and hopefully the show can grow. And, um, and like I said, it, it's all dependent on you guys, really. I always say you guys are my billboard. So if you're listening and you, and you know a guy that, Maybe he's not online and, or, but he's an old school fight fan. Hey, maybe tell him about the show. And, um, I always try to say this is like the old fight message boards, but in audio form. So you got some of the older folks out there that maybe are longing for the days of, uh, gone by that, uh, maybe you can give them some, some audio pleasure now and again with, with this show. So, uh, like I said, please, uh, pass it on. I'd greatly appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, guys, that's my pledge to you in 2024 is to keep going and, uh, like I said, I have some ideas for the show and um, talk to some people behind the scenes. And uh, the the show will be in some form or fashion for sure. I think I think when it comes down to it, for as frustrated as that I get sometimes with the show and chasing guests and everything, I probably will never. I shouldn't say never. Uh, I can't see the show ending, some form of a podcast ending for me anytime soon because I think I just like to talk too much. I, and I think uh, my wife certainly doesn't want to listen to me, so. Like I always say, I think this gives me some, this lets me play out my radio fantasy. So, uh, the, the, the podcast will be out there in some form or fashion for a little while longer for sure. But, uh, um, I brought it up earlier on the last couple episodes. I talked about it. Uh, Jay and Alec and I had talked about doing a group show. Um, you know, as we maybe move away from this and go to a group style show, it'll still be about hockey fights. Um, but it'll just be more input. I actually think the show 
um, could be could do could really be something um, because I have received feedback from when Jay and Alec and I do the um, you know the Ice Wars preview shows and the tournament shows. We've done a number of shows together as a group. Um, it shows in the downloads that it's popular. Um, there's some of my better episodes, and I the feedback I get has all really been positive. So I think if the three of us kind of join forces, um, you know, and like I said, they're kind of stay up with the current game a little bit. I could throw in my old school knowledge, whatever that may be, but um, and and we can and we could do some different stuff too. But I, I think it's something we're going to talk about going forward. I know uh, Alec has a few things to you know sort through and everything else. And once everyone's schedules get solid and and you know we're on that, you know. Um, and we can figure out what we're doing because I, like I was saying before, the biggest thing when doing a podcast in my mind is consistency. And so we need to get everyone on board on a certain day and time and etc. And now when you're dealing with two other schedules, that's, it's hard enough just on your own, let alone when you're getting two more. So I think the commitment, I'm not saying they're not committed, but it's something that we need to take. If we're going to do it, we need to do, I'm, if we're going to do it, we need to do it, be serious about it. And, uh, and really come up with a real solid game plan and uh, and uh, kind of a mission statement, if you will, going forward about what we want to do and what we're going to give the guests and uh, our listeners. And uh, yeah, because if we're if we're going to do it, I always say if you're going to take the time out to do it and all that, do it right. Don't if you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. So um, we have some plans. Still in the talking stages, but now in saying that, does that mean I will quit this show? Uh, maybe because uh, I really can't. Or I just do this show once a week and do that show as well. Who knows? We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But right now, just throwing that out that that might happen here in this year. Um, but we'll see where everyone's heads are at. So we'll see. But uh, in the meantime, you're going to be stuck with the fourth line voice for a little while longer anyway. Um, I have talked to a few players here over the holidays and uh, plan on getting something out for the new year for with a couple of them. And uh, yeah, going forward, um, we'll see what happens. But uh, anyway, guys, there we go. An hour and a half of, or an hour and 15 minutes, and I'm not going to say much. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, I want, again, thank you very much for tuning in. Everybody, have a healthy, happy, let's attack 2024. All right, boys? Thanks, uh, thanks again for tuning in, guys. And, uh, yeah, uh, we will talk to you on Sunday. Thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 